Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. This is uh, producer Dave sitting in for Angie. Angie's on vacation this week, but I couldn't pass up the opportunity for this interview that we set up today. Um, I am very, very excited. This is going to be really good. One of my personal favorites. Um, today, I have a very special guest for you guys. Uh, it's awesome. Um, she has five Emmy nominations. She is the Recording Industry Association's best-selling comedian of all time. She's got six platinum DVDs, three gold DVDs. Her documentary, Laughing in the Dark, which had a huge success on its opening night, is now available on DVD. Also, tickets for her tour date right here in Denver for the Happily Laughter After Tour are still available at Denver's First Church in Inglewood. It's tomorrow night. You got to get them while you can. This thing should sell out. It's a, th she's an amazing performer. She's an author. She's an actress. She's a true Christian human trailblazer. Today I have for you Chonda Pierce. Hello. Yeah. You know, after all that, it sounds like I really can't hold down the job. <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's I what. I am so lucky to get to do what I do. I love my job. I really, really do. It's just that I wish. I think I'm at this time in my career where it's time for people to start coming to my house instead of me coming to their house. <laughs> that's what YouTube's all about, right? That's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. But oh my, I just love it, and I'm headed to Denver. Which, you know, I love to go to Denver because, good Lord, I, I, I like to meet people that can live on little oxygen. <laughs> yeah, and the weather's been beautiful. It's supposed to be gorgeous tomorrow night. Good! So you're in, for, you're in for a treat. That's awesome. You know, when I was growing up, I grew up in the Church of the Nazarene. And when I was growing up, Denver First Church was like an iconic, like if you could ever get to go to Denver First Church, that's like, the creme of the creme. Yeah, and so beautiful. here I am being funny in my old roots. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. So uh, yeah. So uh, how's how are things been going? How, uh, how's your tour? I know a tour yeah, can be pretty difficult. Really good. We I left my house October the third. I won't be back to my house until October the thirty first. And it's just, this is the first time in a long time we we booked all the cities and dates so close together like this, but it's kind of nice because then when I go home, about the middle of November, I'm done till till February. So I, hey, I, I'm almost like a school teacher. You know, I take the winter off and the summer off. <laughs> and uh, I, I did that because my husband was a school teacher and, and, you know, and I just got in that habit and I stuck with it. And even, even with him in heaven, I decided to stay on the same schedule. Well, that's good. You, you'll probably take the same time off. You keep your schedule. You get all this time off. I don't. I don't get any of that. So, 
That's right. So this is the way I keep my sanity at this age, traveling around like I do. I'm always afraid one of these nights I'm going to step out and go, how's everybody in? And where am I? <laughs> <laughs> <That's funny>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that oh, happens. I do love it. And, you know, this tour has turned out to be really kind of a sweet thing. I, I'm touring with an incredible young woman named Karen Williams, who's just a great singer-songwriter in her own right and, and has had great success. Uh, all by herself, but together, the Lord kind of put us together in a real odd way that we met. We found out we had such sweet mutual friends, and I've known her husband since I was, well, I've known her husband probably for 30 years, and I, and we get along great, but we bring to the table two different age brackets, if I may be so bold to say, and two different approaches of what, what makes us as women buy into this idea of living happily ever after. And uh, if, if you really think about it, there's a lot of misconceived notions. One, you know, it started with the fairy tales, which was all a fairy tale. You know, Snow White, who sings and whistles while they're cleaning for seven men? Nobody does. <laughs> so, you know, so you buy into this, I think I'm going to live happily ever after. And, and life is just life, and we will have troubles of every kind, the Bible says. But the Lord has overcome this world, and he gives us the courage to be able to overcome every circumstance. And so it's fun. By the end of the night, we get to laugh and joke and cut up and then remind people that, you know, the God of the universe wants you to live happily laughter after. He he didn't, he invented all emotions, and sometimes life is going to be good, and sometimes life is going to be hard. But we can get through it, and we can laugh. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, what a beautiful attitude. I wish more people had that. Um, I guess that's why you're you. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. You call me real early in the morning. My attitude's a lot different. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. We've been talking about that on the good news all week about how sometimes you just don't want to get out of bed. Sometimes you just oh. don't want to. But then uh, you end up being in the place where you need to be so that the right thing can happen. Yeah, that's exactly right. You don't want to miss, a, you know, a missed opportunity to me sometimes is the saddest thing in the world. And uh, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to miss opportunity. And so, so here I am still rolling around the countryside in this crazy bush. <laughs> that's nice. Um, and uh, so, uh, hey, why don't you, why don't we talk a little bit about your movie that came out? Um, you I, know, it was a great, it was a surprise to me that it was as successful as it is. And I'll, I'll tell you the truth, Dave. I thought when something this detailed and this sad, there's no other way to say it, it's just a sad movie, that I figured it would be like the swan song of my career and I would I would just, you know, slowly just melt away into the, you know, where you get a few little concerts here and there until you're done. But no, you know, God had other plans, and and I think just the willingness to bear all and to tell all, and and the good and the bad and the ugly of life, and then and then to just let people see. You know, my husband when he was teaching school, he was a, he taught writing, creative writing, and English lit, and and he used to tell his students all the time when they're writing something, show, don't tell. In other words, just. Just write the description of the of the paragraph that shows what you're trying to explain. Don't just don't just say I walked in the woods. Talk about what the woods looked like. Talk, you know, tell it in such a way that people know that you're walking through the woods. And and I think that's what this movie turned out to be. It was just showing how you keep walking 
even when t- times get really tough, you keep walking and holding your head up, and and you just keep plowing through, and you trust what the Word of God says, not your own feelings, because our feelings lie to us. And so uh, it, it just became a sweet, I think it just came a sweet testimony of, uh, but I don't understand everything. I, I wish I had my loved ones back. I wish life didn't turn out the way that it did. I wish I could change mistakes that I've made. But I will still keep serving him, and I will still keep loving him. And even when I don't get the answers that I want, he is still going to be my, my God. And so, um, and I think I got to show that. And, and that's what I loved about the movie coming out. It, you know, it, it tells you a lot when the Christian bookstore you know, when you put a movie out with your life and then they want they want an accompaniment that gives, you know, a Bible study accompaniment that will go with your movie and they pick the book of Job. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rough, yeah that that's a rough deal there. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh yeah, God, I, I thought yeah. that the, the I haven't I have to confess, I have not seen the movie, um, but yes, it does seem very interesting. I've read about it. And yeah, just the yeah, title it's itself is so uh, is so telling, I think. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, because... well, I went through a bout of depression, and I wrote a book called Laughing in the Dark. And it became just a real, I don't know, a lot of women begin to relate. Because we, we go through that, especially those, you know, you don't know about this day, but someday you will. You know, when a woman goes through menopause, the whole house knows about it. <laughs> so, you know, you just... When I went through that time in my life and I got deeply depressed, I didn't know what was going on with me, and I wound up going to a rehab center and trying to get through the darkness and learn how to laugh through it. And and uh, and so when we were doing this documentary, and it took five years to, to make this documentary, and mainly because people kept dying. <laughs> I finally told them, we got to stop filming because y'all are bad. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing my family. That's right. But yeah, what we you know, when we got finished with all of it we just we were just shocked and amazed at how well received it was. And so, uh, when we came down to trying to figure out what to name the movie, we still loved the title so much of what God had taught me how to laugh even in the dark days that we we just wanted to use the same title and so we did and, and it, it it just has been it's been a, a great resurgence of my career. This tour is amazing. Every show is just filled with people that are just, one, needing to laugh, and two, that just understand that there are tough times. You know, it's the first time I, I never dreamed I would be widowed, you know, at such a young young age of what I feel is a young age. And I and I am, I am learning that the God of the universe is still a delight to, to help me through days when I, I just am so lonely. Look. What better job in the world than to get up and laugh with a bunch of people every night when you're when you're having a tough day? You you can't stay down and depressed when there's a room of people just laughing and cutting up, and and it's it's just as much a blessing to me as it is to the people that come to the show. Well, I have to say your uh, your attitude is amazing. Uh, that I I've noticed that the most successful people are the ones who have that attitude where they feel like they just keep having to strive for more and more and more. You know, every well, day. my mother, you know, I attribute a lot of that to my mother. My mother was just a great, you know, that line that every day is, you meet every day with great expectation. Instead of expecting the day to be terrible, you expect the best because you expect God. God is good and he wants good for his children. And so you you step into the day knowing he, he is going to 
continue to be good and lead you through the day. And so, yeah, I, I just, um, I, I, I am really, I, either, I always tell people all the time, either I'm crazy or God really is who he says he is. Now, there could be, <laughs> I could be crazy, but I know this, that I am here because of God and his grace and his mercy. And he has gotten me through so much down through the years that I, I am so grateful. I can't think of any other way to do what I do than to end the night giving him the glory and the honor for, for who he is and what he does for me. That's so. beautiful. Um, you know what? As So as a, I wanted to ask you about this, uh, not that I get this opportunity very often, but, uh, I mean, you have all these things, all these landmarks that kind of show your success. And I'm sure when you first started out, you didn't expect that. Nobody, well, I, I mean, how could you? <laughs> um, I was a little nervous when I first started out that we were allowed to do this in church anyway. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but uh, that's uh, as a performer myself and, uh, you know, starting out, it's always nervous doing those first couple shows and everyone bombs and stuff like that. But uh, why don't you walk me through a little bit about uh, how your career began? You know, what made I, you start? Uh, what made you start in the first place? I think I, I think I just, it was, you know, it was either a strange amount of luck or God really is a providential God that plans our steps, you know. And I I got a job at a theme park in Nashville called Opryland, USA, and it, it was a theme park that really concentrated on shows, on different types of shows that told the history of different types of music and celebrated different types of music because it was in the big music city, USA, you know, in Nashville. And as a college student, I need to pay my college bill, and I was just brand new, mar- brand new married girl, and and I got a job. And they put me in a show called Country Music USA that gave the history of country music. Now, the funniest thing is, I grew up in a very, very uh, conservative home where, you know, you don't dance. That sends you straight to hell in the handbasket. And <laughs> I knew nothing about country music, even though I sound like this. And, you know, I, I was such, I used to hide a radio under my bed. And so I really had to go back and do some research to figure out who these people were. And I wound up impersonating four or five different country music artists because the show gave the history of country music by impersonating different people. And so then they discovered real quickly I couldn't dance because, you know, I had two left feet <laughs> and, and Nazarenes, we just don't dance, you know. And so, and so we... So in order to keep my job and get a paycheck, they had me memorize about four pages of jokes from Grinder Switch, Tennessee, and I impersonated Minnie Pearl, and I wound up doing that for six years. And I absolutely fell in love with that art, with the craft of putting together a story that could make a crowd guffaw. And, and it was a beautiful time in my life because it was a time when things didn't seem very funny to me. I had lost both my sisters, and... My parents had divorced, and, you know, I'm trying to figure out life, that being a new bride. And and isn't it interesting that God found a job where I had to make people laugh five times a day, six days a week, and the medicine was for me. It was it was just dispensed out like grace, just pouring out of the Lord. And, and I fell in love with the laughter, and I got to meet Minnie Pearl and hang out with her a little bit. Oh, and, that's amazing. And she was a great... Uh, she was just a great uh, mentor to a lot of people interested in in the in in music and interested in you know what's going on in Music City and and uh, and so it, it was just a pleasure to meet her and I and I you know I don't know that I felt this call of going go ye and be funny into all the world I just 
I just know that someone called me and asked me if I could entertain for the Valentine's banquet, and you know, and I followed through with that, going, "Yeah, well, you know, I I'll put, you know, they wanted me to give my testimony, and I didn't want to jump into just a bunch of sad stuff, so I thought, well, I'll put my mini pearl dress on, and then I'll take my hat off, and you know, I was my own opening act for years, and so, and then it got to where I had enough material of my own, I didn't rely on that character anymore, and and the and did my first take called Second Row Piano Fight, and the rest, they say, is history. As as time just goes on, it it just seemed to catch on with people. And I have to give Mark Lowry his, his props. You know, he, he invited me to go on tour with him, and, and uh, that was my first introduction to really what it's like to get on a bus and travel and, and laugh with people. So, you know, I, I, um, I, I was very blessed to have some of the opening opportunities that I had early on in my career. And I try to turn around and do the same thing for other performers as well. I can remember taking Tim Hawkins out on the road with me, and now Tim is doing a great Tim job. Tim Hawkins is hilarious. Great, <laughs> yes, he's a great comic. And, you know, the we started a thing many years ago called the Christian Comedy Association. You have to go to ChristianComedyAssociation.com and start out with about 40 or 50 of us that are born-again Christians who make a living as stand-up comedians. Some of them club comics, some of them concert comics like me, and and so uh, it's and now we're about 350 of us, and we meet every year. We have a conference every year to better our craft and our service to the Lord, and and uh, and so yeah, we you know, it's amazing how the devil is in the job of taking anything of an artistic value that gives God glory and perverting it, and he has certainly perverted comedy for many years, and it's kind of fun to see us are being able to take some of that back. And it's also great of America that in a day and age, especially with good Lord, what's going on in the election and everything, uh, you know, the it, it, it is so wonderful to go and support, and not just my concert, any Christian concert out there, because as Americans, you still have a vote. If you can buy a ticket to something, that, that just bought, that just showed everybody where you're, where you put your entertainment dollars, where you put your spare time, you know, and effort, and 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 that speaks volumes to Hollywood. Hollywood is catching on that man. Yeah. We've got faith-based movies that are so incredible these days. It's amazing that, that uh, yeah, how different the yeah. climate has been. Oh yeah, absolutely, and it's good. It's a good yeah, thing. I agree. I think it's funny that you mentioned that you couldn't dance. I uh, I always tell people that I don't think anyone except for one guy ever could dance to country music. That's why everyone dances the same. That's where line dancing was born. <laughs> There's only well, one guy. There probably some Nashvilleans that would differ with you. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> That's <funny. laughs> well, I can't wait to get to Denver. Yeah, well, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? We only, we only have about a minute and a half left, so why don't you tell us about your date here and where you're going to be and stuff like that, where, where people can get tickets. Do you know that stuff, or do you Come want me to tell them? Denver First Church. You can go to Shonda.org and get ticket information, or you can go to my Facebook page. But, yeah, come on over to Denver First Church tomorrow night. We're going to have a blast. Tomorrow night. That's going to be great. Thank you so much, Shonda. This has been a pleasure for me. I hope it's been a pleasure for all of my listeners. I'm sure it has. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing you tomorrow night. Thank you very much. See you soon. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Well, that was Shonda Pierce. That was a a pretty amazing interview. Um, And this has been Dave sitting in for Angie. We hope Angie's having a good time on vacation. Too bad she missed out on this beautiful interview, And um, but hopefully she'll hear it on the radio. Anyway, uh, 
We'll be seeing you soon. Thank you for listening to the good news. And uh, just keep it up out there. See you soon. Good news of Jesus for you in High Definition Radio and streaming at 670kltt.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hey, it's Angie with the good news. You've heard me say time and time again, the YMCA of the Rockies is my absolute favorite place in the world to take my family. And we have Lisa Newjar here with the YMCA of the Rockies. And Lisa, you have some fall specials? We do. We have a bunch of events coming up. We have a couple of fall fest weekends at both centers where you can come up and just take part in special fall themed events. Excellent. Your website? YMCARockies.org. YMCARockies.org. Check it out. You won't regret it. When going to a chiropractor, you may be thinking that they won't be able to help you for the long term. However, Dr. Joe Arve at Maximize Living will change your mind. The moment you meet him, you will find that he is your best friend. He treats you like you are part of his family, and he truly cares about you and your health. He is very knowledgeable about long-term health and wellness. Through the use of spinal correction, he helps you discover what it takes to be a healthier you and will help you feel better even after your first adjustment. He will also share with you the essentials to healthy living so you can take your health back. No matter what stage of life you're in, he will help you develop a plan to achieve the goals you set. Get ready to make a positive change in your life. Give him a call at 303-457-8080, 303-457-8080, or SpineGeek.com. Maximized living. Adjustments for life. Hi, it's Angie with the good news. How about this? How would you like to take the kids to the Harvest Farm Fall Festival in Corn Maze and raise money for the Denver Rescue Mission? So it's fun and there's a good cause. What do the kids do there? What do you do? Well, you get to use the corn cannon, right? There's corn cannons. There's a 10-acre corn maze, yard games, a petting zoo, a pig races, a hay wagon. It is a blast. And again, the money helps the Denver Rescue Mission. It is a wonderful, wonderful organization. So again, check out the Harvest Farm Fall Festival and Corn Maze. Uh, ticket price is $13 for kids, $15 for adults. Go to DenverRescueMission.org for more info. DenverRescueMission.org. Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays in October. Well, praise the Lord and welcome back to Angie Austin and Friends. This is Beatrice Bruno, the Drill Sergeant of Life. And I have my good friend Donna Hetzler in the studio with me. She is, this chick is just awesome. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, she's Christian. She's a mom. She's just funny to me, even though she doesn't see herself as being funny. Welcome to the studio today, Donna. Thanks. It's good to be back. It's great to have you here. It really is because, you know, in the, the Christian realm, um, women speakers, mm-hmm. okay, and I know you do a lot of that. I saw some of your clips with Babby Mason and, and the yes. other guy, I didn't, I didn't recognize him, but I know Babby Mason. Yes, he was a pastor. Okay. In the South. Uh-huh. And you go out and you bring life. Thank to you. Our sisters. Thank you. you. Really do. That is my gift. It's, it's what I've been called to do is just to speak life into women's lives. 
and uh, it's, it's my passion. I so enjoy it. Well, something had to happen to you for you to be able to speak life the way you do, though, because you don't just come to it like that. Right, right, definitely. I think all of us as kids, we have experiences that we go through at school and, and those rejections, you know, so the rejections of other women actually inspired me along with, oh, you're raising your hand. Yes, yes girl, amen. yes, <laughs> hallelujah, come on. But the thing is, is I had this amazing grandmother who just took me under her wing and she, she showed me what it's like to just love on women, even when they're hurtful, when they say things you know that you just just affect you and she just took me under her wing and just showed me love and how to reflect that love yeah. of Jesus yeah. and so I've carried that on because who wants to be rejected and you know called the kid that's not loved and what You're have right you that. so yeah yeah You're right about that and I got one more question for you and then we're going to interview Yvonne Ortega today great um why do you think women are so catty with each other you know it starts really young I was just having a dinner party with friends and they've got an eight-year-old and they had a sleepover mm -hmm. and it was four little girls and they started going two on two two would go to the bathroom and start cahootsin mm -hmm. and then the other two would start cahootsin mm -hmm. and so you know it's just I think we want to be accepted and loved and if we don't get a lot of that in the yeah. home and obviously we can't blame everything on our parents there's environments and other things that that happen but if we don't get enough of that and really learn how to be who we are in Christ at an early age, it just starts to unravel. Who we are in Christ. Yes. And that's so important. It is. Because if we don't know, then we, we pervert ourselves. Yes. We pervert the life that we were created to live. And we can't get to that place because we're so caught up in being hurt, being rejected, being this, that, and the other, that we can't even get to that place. That's so true. And, and having my grandmother teaching me that I am a daughter of the king. Amen. You know, that just changed everything for me. And so when I started living that at a pretty young age, mm -hmm. I saw the impact that it left on other women's lives when we build each other up. And it was just so empowering to live that way versus tearing women down. Yes. And I've always said, we're a force. We are a strong force. So when we unite together, yes, ma'am, the enemy is shaking in his boots. So yes, I am convicted that we just need to, to be one together. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I, I love that testimony. And I Thank still you. think you're funny. Oh, and you good. need to go. Donna is going to be at the, the, uh, what do you call it? The, the Denver Improv. Denver I, I Improv. Got, yeah, Double Dog Dare. Hey, guys out there, don't take a Double Dog Dare. Talk about peer pressure. I got kind of tricked into this, and here I am. And she's going to do well, and I yeah, know she is. I'm going to be funny. That's good. So, hey, we've got Yvonne Ortega today with us, and um, is she ready? Yeah, she's ready. Hi, she's, on. she's here. Hi, Yvonne. How Hello. are you? Welcome. I'm doing fine and looking forward to this time to share with you. Amen. Well, you know what? Go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself because, you know, we could say things about you, but you know what? You know things about yourself better than we do. I would say that my path to forgiveness was the most difficult path I've taken. It took me seven and a half years to forgive. I was in a domestic violence marriage. And when I left, I was seething with rage. And I called myself, looking back, the queen of anger. Mm. Wow, that's tough. Mm. So you must have been pretty unhappy, huh? I was. Mm -hmm. I had stayed 20 years, and 
when the gun came out and the tremendous physical abuse of our child, I said, that's it. We are leaving. Mm. Wow. What made you stay so long in that relationship, Yvonne? Because that's always very, um, I'm very curious about that. What makes you stay? I didn't want a divorce. I didn't want a broken home. Mm -hmm. And I was so sure that the pastors who told me, submit to your husband, pray for him, win him, Mm -hmm. that I could do those things. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't about me. And no matter how perfect the meal was and how clean the house was and what a great mother I was, none of it counted. I could not change him. Mm -mm. And I think that's the worst feeling is just feeling like you're not enough, like nothing's not good enough. That is really defeating. Yvonne, how did you look at yourself during this time? What did you see when you looked in the mirror? I saw the most unhappy, unhealthy woman Mm. because he told me Mm. over and over, it's brainwashing over the years, no Mm. one would ever have you. If you ever leave me, you'll be sorry. You'll never make it on your own. And mm-hmm. how can you be so dumb? And, and all of these things. And I had a master's degree. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. And it shows I, the power of words, yes. doesn't it? Words are so important. And when we receive those unhealthy um, lies that right. come to us, uh, we receive them. It's actually easier to receive that sometimes than I think the, the good things Absolutely. that we say to each other. Absolutely. And, you know, Yvonne, and, and I have to, to interject this. Um, I served in the Army, and a, a good friend of mine, we were um, soldiers together. She had been in a marriage for a good long time in which her husband told her the same things. Mm-hmm. You're ugly. You, 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 nobody wants you but me. Nobody's going to take you, so you might as well stay with me. And, you know, when those words come forth, that just breaks a person down in ways that we could never even imagine if we have never heard those words before. Right. And that's just what happened. And neither one of us was a Christian when we married. And then when I became a Christian and I started reading the Bible and I thought, what's all this stuff? Mm, 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 I'm mm, those things? mm, Really? I'm a daughter of the king. I'm a royal ambassador. I'm a minister of reconciliation. God loves me wow. unconditionally. Wow. Yes. He's, he's faithful. Mm. It, it was like reading a foreign language. Yes. So how did yes. you get those, those words of truth to really sink in your heart and, and change your perception of yourself? Once I broke loose, mm-hmm. and I do talk about breaking loose, no longer being a prisoner mm-hmm. of his, And I started reading the Bible and really searching, digging Hmm. deep Hmm. into God's Word and studying everything that it said. Hmm. I said, I can never go there again. Hmm. It was life-changing for you. I mean, it actually, God's Word is living and true, and it actually welled up in you to where you could make a change for the better. That's fantastic. Yes, and I realized... I can have peace. Mm. 
Uh-huh. I can have That's joy. Right. Right. I can have freedom in Christ. Amen. And I can tell the truth. And the truth will set me free. <laughs> yes. Amen. Good I for you. I love that. Good for you. So you, I see you as this woman, you know, reading the truth and just taking that all in and emerging this stronger person. So where did you go from there once you found this strength? I actually kept saying, okay, I've got to get this into my head. And I would take Bible verse walks. And I was memorizing scripture and Mm -hmm. reviewing scripture Mm -hmm. and journaling about it and playing praise and worship music. And that's why one of the steps is about playing soft music, because when I heard God's word, when I heard truth, over and over being played in my own home, it touched my heart and soul. And it was God's love and wanting to be obedient to the God who gave me peace. Hmm. I I said, I have to forgive him. I don't want to. I don't like him. I'd rather he get his just deserts and burn in hell. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. But But can can I ask you a question? Yvonne, did you forgive yourself? Because oftentimes when people come out of, of, of situations like that, they tend to forget to forgive themselves so they can move forward. Well, and I had that struggle, too. You know, why did I stay so long? How, maybe I really am stupid. I stayed way too long. And I jeopardized not only my well-being, but that of our child. And we both left with PTSD. Mm. Wow. Yes. So for those of you tuning in, uh, Yvonne's book is Moving from Broken to Beautiful. I love that title. And um, tell us then how you work in forgiveness after being so angry. Because, you know, I struggle with that, too. There's some things, you know, with my own parents and um, anger and things that I can't change. And I, I find that. I don't have to change people in order to forgive. And so walk us through some of those steps of forgiveness and how we can apply that to our lives. Well, the, the most important thing for me first was to clarify what forgiveness is not. Hmm. And it doesn't mean the person gets away with wrongdoing. Mm -hmm. And that's what I thought. Well, if I forgive him, he's off the hook. But God says, no, vengeance Hmm. is mine. I will repay. That's right. And then I said, well, hurry up and do it. I don't want to die before it happens. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Hurry up, God. Come on. Yeah, I want to see it, God. Make it good. That's good. I like that. Oh, that is good. Yeah, and I think and that revolves around being and you know wanting to be in control of everything. Absolutely. You know, yes. speaking yeah. from me, you know, a control freak. But yes, come on, God, let's let's move on with this. That's great. right. <laughs> and then not to minimize, deny, or rationalize what happened. It was horrible, and it was verbal, and emotional, and physical, and financial, and I was traumatized. But when I could admit this. This and this happened, and I felt terrible, so belittled, so humiliated, so crushed. Mm. Then I was in a place where I could say, I know what I'm going to forgive. I've made my list, and it's endless pages. Yes. I know what it is. Mm. 
And then, you know, some people say, well, you have to forget what happened. Well, if I were God, I, I guess I could do it. But I'm not. And I also realized that if I forgot, I would go right back. Mm. Oh, good mm. point. Mm. Really That's good real point. Good. Yeah. And don't you, I just, it really bugs me with Christians and people who are trying to do well and say the right thing, but they come up with these crazy statements and, you know, you've got to forget. How do you forget something like that? That is something that sticks with you the rest of your life. But God can, can ease those memories. But I like yeah. that, that you would have gone back if you forgot. And so I think it, we want to go back or beat ourselves up as women, like, you know, was this the right decision? Did I do the right thing for the kids? And go on and on about it. But I think re- a little remembrance is good because we can glance back at where we never want to go. Right, and and we see those signs and go, oh, forget it. <laughs> I've been there. I've done that. I have the scars to prove it. Well, you, I've just seen you, Yvonne, is rising up in strength, and then you were able to forgive yourself and then to forgive your spouse. So if there's women or, or men in a um, relationship like mm-hmm. this, what advice would you give them? I would tell them you can leave for your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being, and forgiveness does not mean reconciliation. There's Mm. a difference. Mm. Amen to that. Mm, mm, mm. That's a powerful statement right there because a lot of people believe that forgiveness means that you go back into those same situations because I've forgiven now and, and I'm just going to move on. Well, you can't move on if you keep going back into the same situation. Did, did you find that to be true, Yvonne? In the marriage, I had left several times and gone back. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed once I was able to admit how horrible it was, is that each time I went back, he did not see it as love. He saw it as my saying, all right, I can do whatever I want. She's, she's going to stick around. She'll never leave me. And so each time the abuse got worse. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. And when he did show me his gun, I said, okay, if I stay or if I leave and come back, he will end up killing me and our child, or we will kill him Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. self-defense. Well, I'm so glad that you got out and you've written this beautiful book, Moving from Broken to Beautiful. Um, And forgiveness. And forgiveness, too, yes. Yes, it's moving from broken to beautiful through forgiveness. That is the key word there, is the forgiveness. Right. And, and forgiveness is for us. That's right. It is. That's right. That's very true. Good for you. Yvonne, how can people get, get a copy of your book? They can go to Amazon or online to Barnes & Noble or Books A Million. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they can get it there, and it comes in paperback, and it also comes as an ebook. Awesome. Now, do you go and speak? Do you um, speak at any, you know, like women's conferences or anything like that? Oh, yes. I speak all over the country, and I do a Moving from Broken to Beautiful 
Women's Conference. Okay. Oh, that's fantastic. And how do they get in touch with you for that? They can go to my website, mm-hmm. Yvonne, Y-V-O-N-N-E, mm-hmm. Ortega, O-R-T-E-G-A, mm-hmm. dot com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And, and, you know, you have a powerful testimony. And we just thank God for you today. Yes, because we do. Because some women will oh, go into that you. situation and they won't come out. Mm-hmm. They really won't. And if they do come out, they're... They can't make it because they're so broken. But if we can get a copy of your book into their hands, moving from broken to beautiful through forgiveness, I believe a lot of women will be healed through all this stuff. So God bless you. And thank you so much, Yvonne. God bless you, too. All right. Hey, this is Angie Austin and friends. And this is Beatrice Bruno, the drill sergeant of life with my good Hetzler. And we'll be right back. Hey, it's Angie Austin. I'm here with my friend Francis Owens with ARC. And Francis, you and I have been friends a long time, and you and I both wanted to do something with our lives, with our careers that made a difference. I love ARC. I've gotten to know so many of the differently abled ambassadors through you. And it's shopping with a purpose. So when we shop there, the money actually goes to help the disabled community locally. And you need donations. We need donations all the time, and we are very, very happy to come pick them up. You can easily call 303 Jane, which is 303-238-5263. We would love to come pick up anything. All of our sales go to help people with disabilities around the state. We raise funds for advocacy. Love it. And you can also, of course, drop things off, but they'll come and pick things up for free. And again, all the money stays locally to help the disabled community. And I love to shop there because I find great deals. You can find out more info as well at arcthrift.org. Thank you. Perfect. Yay. Is your marriage going badly? Has addiction or sin put a wedge between you and your spouse? We can help. Our book, Caught, tells the story of how God redeemed our marriage and gives 10 holy habits that will cause your marriage to be strong. Good marriages don't just happen. We can help. Go to caughtinhisarms.com for more information and to order your copy of Caught. That's caughtinhisarms.com. Hey, it's Angie Austin. Do you want to lose weight, have more energy, sleep better, just feel better, live longer, not get sick? Yeah, me too. So a little over a year ago, my family started working with Dr. Joe, and he has helped us so much, especially with my mom. She's now walking again. Uh, She uses a cane, but she wears a pedometer as well, Dr. Joe. And every Saturday, you offer for all of us. We can come to your office, have a free workout, or just watch the workout and come and ask you questions and meet you. It costs them nothing, no obligation. I just want people to get to know you and your passion for health. Science says the key to sleeping better The key to depression, the key to losing weight and balancing hormones is exercise. But not a lot of it, just 6 to 12 minutes a day. And so whether I'm working with Olympic athletes or professional athletes or mommies and daddies, people in their 50s, 60s, even 70s, on these workouts on Saturday at 8.30, man, we have a great time. And it literally is a 12-minute workout. It's all it is. And it's easy stuff to do. You work at your own pace and you get amazing results. Yes, so come to North Glen. Saturdays, it's free. How do they reach you, Dr. Joe? Call my cell phone, 303-349-6011. Again, 303-349-601. This is Mike Treem, station manager, reminding you that some of the sponsors and segments that you hear on The Good News help us bring you The Good News and Angie Austin every day. 
Well, as we age, our body and uh, our overall health often goes through changes. And for women, sometimes they call it the change. Joining us to talk about some of the common questions and misconceptions concerning women in menopause is Dr. Falguni Patel. Hello, doctor. Hi, how are you? Good morning. Thanks for having me on your show. You are welcome. So my girlfriends talk about this pretty openly. So let's talk about, first of all, some of the common misconceptions around menopause and what it is, etc. Well, menopause is changes that occur in a woman starting in the 40s generally and lasting into the 50s. It's changes with estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, maybe some vitamin imbalance. And the symptoms that most women tend to complain of are ranging from hot flashes, night sweats, uh, difficulty sleeping, fatigue, weight gain, foggy brain. These are the common issues that women come in complaining of during these years of menopause. Okay, now misconceptions, what are some of those that you often hear from people, patients, etc.? The most common thing is, well, this is part of aging and this is how I have to accept it. I guess I'm just getting old. That's the most common line I I tend to hear. It's it's always a process in educating my patients and letting them understand that 40s and 50s is no longer considered old. They're still, you know, there's decades ahead of them. So what do they do if they want to do something about it? What do you recommend to make their quality of life better? I usually say let's create a program and the program would be to uh, start with good healthy diet, good rest, maybe possibly hormonal changes, imbalancing their hormones and vitamins, and then addressing some of the physical changes that are occurring to their bodies. My most gratifying uh, treatment uh, to date right now has been my Quarantima, the CO2 laser, because the patient's compliance is uh, you have three visits to show up for, four weeks apart, and within two weeks of the first treatment, women will say that some of the dryness symptoms that they were having is is being alleviated. And usually by the end of the second treatment, they'll say any incontinence they were having is being alleviated. And by the third treatment, often the patient's spouse or partner shows up with them to say, we've actually been able to regain intimacy again. So that has been the most satisfactory because it's in as little as three months that you see these positive reactions. So really minimal to no pain and really no negative side effects, which that patients fear like they do with the hormone therapy. So it's definitely a game changer for most women. Excellent. All right, doctor, where can we go to get more info? The Cineron Candela has a great website. It's coreintima.com. So it's C-O-2-R-E, intima, I-N-T-I-M-A.com. And you can learn all about the fractional CO2 laser and how it can make uh, changes in your life. Excellent. Thank you, doctor. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. How would you like to lose weight, to lose fat during your lunch hour? Well, you can. Roxy O'Brien with Rejuvenation on the Rocks is here, and she has a special just for the first five callers. It's 25% off and two free treatments, fire and ice. And Roxy, we lose fat during our lunch hour? Definitely we do. It's absolutely amazing. We are doing the fire and ice treatment with Cool Sculpting. What we're doing, we're using cryolipolysis, which is freezing of the fat cell through the Cool Sculpting. That will be, you know, depending 45 minutes to an hour. And then after that treatment, we are going to throw in the double damage to those stubborn fat cells using the Exilis Elite body contouring system. And that's really going to do double damage to those stubborn fat cells. Explain the deal. The fire and ice deal we're going to do um, with any cool sculpting package, we're going to give you two free Exilis Elite body contouring treatments. That's a $600 value. On top of the 25% wow. off, we're going to give you off the cool sculpting package. So that is the fire and ice procedure. Uh, they do double duty on getting rid of your 
your fat cells. Uh, I've done it. It does work. You lose fat during your lunch hour. So 25% off the cool sculpting, that's already hundreds of dollars off. And then the two free additional treatments, another $600 free for the first five callers, 720-328-9094, 720-328-9094, or rejuvenationontherocks.com, rejuvenationontherocks, R-O-X.com. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com.